And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you Fumble. live. We uh, had a false start penalty there to Fumble. start. Five-yard penalty. Uh, we've got a fun show coming your way. In the next segment of the show, we've got Chandler Guitros who will be on to uh, talk with us about Tarpon Baseball. Opening day is Monday. We can't wait to have Chandler on to chat with him about that. Then we've got Ashley Barba on at noon. Oh, Ashley Barba's going to be fired up. Her team got a big playoff win yesterday over Neville. More about that in just a second. Then at 12.15, we've got Damian St. Pierre on the line. So we've got a fun show coming your way today. But we open up the show today because we've got to welcome a new member to our Coastal Broadcasting family, fellas. Take it away. Is it play-by-play? No! It's uh, (laughs) Adams Land and Property Management. Guys, uh, Matt Adams, uh, locally owned and operated by Matt, uh, his company is offering a wide range of home improvement services and talk about a wide range from woodworking slash carpenter work, painting, sheetrock, custom cabinets, bathroom and kitchen restoration, remodeling, flooring, Patio construction, fencing to hurricane shutter installations. All you got to do is call Adams Land and Property Management. They are a team of experienced professionals who are committed to providing their customers with the highest quality of work. They use only the best materials and techniques. And guess what they do? They go that extra mile with Adams Waste Management. They're offering 14 and 20-yard dumpsters to properly dispose of your construction debris. Competitive pricing helps keep our community a beautiful place to live. Always giving back to the community. Adams Waste Management. Get a hold of Matt at uh, 985-696-6288. And Coach Brian, Casey, Sir? just when you thought you were finished with all this work of uh, rebuilding your house. There's more. If uh, your, your wife or girlfriend says, oh, I got some empty space, I'd like to get a good cabinet. You don't want to go to the big box store and get a, uh, I guess, a, a cabinet fixture that's stapled together, and by the time you get it out of the box at your house, you have a pile of <laughs> a wood. I've done that before. <laughs> Grand Design Cabinetry and Furniture. The old Welch rentals mm-hmm. where uh, Neil Adams had, uh, where his dad had the uh, lawnmower uh, shop, Neil's Small Engine. They're located right next to, to LCO. That's your local source for tailored home solutions. With over 30 years of cabinet uh, in the cabinet industry, they're excited to announce that their storefront opening at 13348 Highway 1 in La Rose is coming soon. And at Grand Design, they're not just about cabinets. They're about crafting spaces, getting ready for... Getting you ready for a personalized experience with 
a free 3D design tailored for your little project, your big project. It doesn't matter. They can do it. So want to bring your dream space to life? Contact them on their Facebook page or reach out to Matt Rishu at 985-696-2282 or even call Matt Adams, 696-6288. Grand Design Cabinetry and Furniture. Your space, your design. Awesome. We thank them so much for their support of what we're doing. Yeah, look, we are. if you want to be part of our team of play-by-play, it's, uh, I think, a pretty good show that we have on, uh, going on. A lot of people are listening. Yep. Uh, we put it on Facebook after. It's on the uh, radio website at www.kleb1600.com. And we uh, hopefully are going to give you a great experience uh, on our, our website eventually. Uh, we've got a, a new employee that uh, is going to pump some life into uh, the ESPN site. And we have our sites set on uh, KLEB and, and KNE, our sister station. But uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, connect and uh, do some good for, you, for your business. So we appreciate Matt and his uh, group, uh, Absolute Fitness. It all started with that with us. And right. uh, hopefully brighter things, bigger things to come. Oh, yep. amen. Very you well said. Be, if you want to be part of the team, you can call 798-7792. And they will direct you to one of us. If uh, you're looking for something special, uh, Andrea or Christy is going to connect you with the proper salesperson. And away we go. But, awesome. But the Swami. The Swami. You we know, had some crazy the stuff. The underdog. Tell us about it. We had some crazy stuff happen last night, but it's not crazy if you've been listening to Play by Play all week. All week we have been telling you guys, Thibodeau has a great chance to beat Neville in the girls' basketball state playoffs. Five hours on a bus, no problem. Thibodeau, 52, Neville, 41. The Lady Tigers move wow. on to the next round. They're taking on Houghton on Monday. Brian, we called it. We said all week long, don't be surprised if Thibodeau is super competitive in this game. Ashley Barba, who's joining us in about 20 or so minutes, fired up. Her team got a big win. They led throughout. They led by 16 in the second half. Got a big win last night. I, I, a quick question before I say goodnight, Truck. Taking on Houghton, which is uh, next to Bossier City, are they going to have to travel again? Yes, sir. On the bus again on Monday. Well, they did it once. They can do it two times. They could absolutely do it again. B, the Lady Tigers ended the district season winning every game in the second round, and then they go on the road and put it on Neville last night. That was a very impressive showing from Coach Barba and her team. Yeah, look, and we – we said that Thibodeau had a great chance of going in. We didn't even see Neville play. It's just the amount of improvement that Thibodeau has done throughout the season, losing one of their better players and took some lumps after that, but regrouped, rebounded, and they are playing their best ball right now at the right time of the year. So, hell, they can go do it again Monday. There's no doubt. 
They're, they are now on a nine-game winning streak. Um, you lose Taylor Thomas in the middle of the year. After that, you have like a six- or seven-game losing streak, which pushed them outside of the top 28. Then all they did in the second round of district is win every single game that they played, beating East St. John, Hanville, Destin, beating them all. And then you get into the playoffs and you beat Neville. Unbelievable. I can't wait to have Ashley on later in the show because I'm so super jacked up to see if there was like this moment, if they had like a team meeting or what led to this turnaround. I can't wait to talk with her about that. This is not a local score, but I'll tell it to you anyway. De La Salle gets a 46-24 win over Academy of Our Lady in Division II Select. Why am I telling you this? Well, it's because De La Salle now takes on E.D. White on Monday. De La Salle's the 13th seed. Spoke with Nick Sinak yesterday. He was actually at the home of Christian and CCA boys game. And he said, hey, man, De La Salle could play a little bit. So E.D. White's expecting a challenge on Monday. Four versus 13. De La Salle moves on to the next round. Washington Marion, the number 15 seed in Division II select, gets a 63-19 win over Estruma. Again, why am I telling you this? Because Washington Marion will now take on Vanderbilt on Monday. I've actually seen Washington Marion this year. Earlier in the year, they played at an LGR event. They took on HL Bourgeois. I don't know that they're going to be able to compete with Vanderbilt on Monday, but they do have some athletes. They get a win over Estruma last night. In a game that I was at, number 10, Homa Christian School in Division Three Select gets a 34-6 win over Sarah Reed. Jamar Celestine, whew, they said at the beginning of the year, Homa Christian's not even going to have varsity girls basketball. Oh, man, they lost everything. They lost their coach. They lost all their players, yada, yada, yada. They get into the playoffs, and they win a game. And now they go on to the next round. They're taking on Glenn Mora on Monday. Jamar Celestine, kudos to you. Your team played and competed and got a big playoff win. Absolutely, positively unbelievable job there. They did what no one expected them to do. That's a great, great thing for Homa Christian School to not just get back to the postseason, but to win a game and to win a game decisively. Amen to them. That's a wonderful job. Look, when you're going to look back at this season and go over, uh, you know, awards, coach of the year, maybe team of the year. Uh, what Homer Christian was able to do this year is remarkable. Yep. Because going, and we've talked about it before, going from possibly not even having a team or not even playing a, a varsity schedule to going and hosting a first-round game, getting a first-round victory, it is remarkable. Great job by Coach Celestine and his staff. No doubt. And them young ladies on that court. No doubt. CCA. The number 10 seed in Division 4 select gets a 42-6 win over Riverside in a 10 versus 23. CCA dominated throughout the game. They got a big lead, never looked back. They're now taking on a district rival in Highland Baptist in the second round on Monday. Highland Baptist beat them twice this year, but both games were close. Don't bet against CCA to maybe go on the road and try to reverse that trend. Last night, two boys games. Two very interesting and very fun boys games. Ellender punches their damn ticket into the playoffs. Cornell Scott and his staff do an outstanding job with their team this year. Ellender was dead and buried. They were like 1-10, something like that. Everybody just assumed it's not going to be a playoff year. Everybody assumed that but them. They rebound from their poor start, bounce back, they're going to the playoffs after a 48-44 to win against Letcher. Coach Cornell Scott doing an unbelievable job leading that young team. He said about a month ago here on this show, 
Our goals to get into the playoffs, they did it. Job well done. They get a four-point win against a very good Lutcher team last night. Look, I was at that game, um, <clears throat> back and forth game, the entire entire game. Uh, Ellender actually took like a seven or eight-point lead with maybe a little less than two minutes left. Lutcher made a run at them, uh, but Ellender hung on. And just a lot, a lot of turnovers in the game. And Ellender, in that fourth quarter, got enough steals, scored in transition, hit a big three. To, to extend that lead, and it, they held on for the win. Uh, just, uh, again, yeah, I got to see what you just said. Great job of Coach Scott and his staff getting that team, young team, very young team, uh, into the playoffs. And that look, this one playoff game is going to give this team a lot of experience. And we'll see. they also going to have to have a good summer. And and if they do, they can carry some momentum with them into the season with this this playoff game. No doubt. A game that I was at last night, it was a late-night game. Started at 8.30. Home of Christian School avenges an earlier season loss to CCA, getting a 50-38 to win over CCA, a game that wraps up the regular season for both teams. Home of Christian last night was just kind of playing with house money. They know we're going to be the 17th seed. They know we're traveling to play Thomas Jefferson in the opening round. They played hard. They controlled the pace from start to finish, and they beat up on CCA at times. It was a wild and crazy game. You know what's interesting is for years, right? I've been a reporter now in this area for more than a decade. For years, whenever I have said Home of Christian School and CCA are rivals, People always want to correct me. Oh, no, we're not rivals. You know, no, we're, we're just some friendly Christian schools, and we just so happen to be baloney. You guys are rivals. You guys don't like one another very much. Last night, we got the coaches jawing at one another. It was a physical, intense game. The fans are jawing at one another. Home of Christian school wins by a dozen. The big story out of this game, outside of Home of Christian getting a big win, is going to be the health of Bailey Streams. The CCA guard went down injured. He kept trying to come back in and couldn't fully give it a go. It doesn't feel like it's that severe. He's got a week to recuperate before the playoffs, but CCA needs Bailey Streams back if they want to have any chance in the Division Four select playoffs. Homer Christian gets a great win. I could watch Homer Christian's boys play every single night. They play so damn hard. Yeah, they do. It's uh, um, a culture that Coach Jones is building over there. He's doing a great job, uh, and he has buy-in. Those kids buy into what he's doing. They take the floor every single game with the attitude that we're going to win this game. And it shows on the court how they play. Just a great job of Coach Jones and his staff. And they can't wait to play Thomas Jefferson again. That'll be a fun matchup for them in the opening round next week. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Chandler Guitros, it's play-by-play. Opening night is Monday. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Man, I loved playing high school sports growing up. And it's fun being a fan now, don't get me wrong, but sitting in the stands feels like I'm missing out on all the action, you know? I wanted to get back in the game, so I signed up to be a high school official. 
It takes me back to my playing days. I'm supporting students and I get paid to make the big calls. Do you want to see the game up close? Sign up to become an official in Louisiana at highschoolofficials.com. Start your day off with a fresh brewed cup of Mellow Joy, the original Cajun coffee company since 1936. It brings members to Louisiana's rich culture. Available in dark, medium roast, decaf, and full line of flavored specialty coffees. Mellow Joy is available in selected grocery stores in your area. To begin receiving Mellow Joy at your office, call 1-86-MELLOJOY. C'est le café du Mellow Joy, c'est des plus Golden Motors has your next car, truck, or SUV waiting for you with big savings. Savings like 3.9% APR for 60 months on select models. Or take $10,000 off MSRP on a 2023 Chevy Silverado RST Z71. Yep, $10,000 off. Come in today to take advantage of big savings at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy, together, let's drive. We have got just a couple of days before we'll be bringing you Tarpon Baseball here on Coastal Broadcasting. Opening night will be on Monday. South Lafouche taking on North Lake Christian. We'll be in the house there trying to will the Tarpons to a 1-0 start to the season. And we got the Tarpon Baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, man, doing well. About to start a team meeting and try to get as much uh, practice as we can on this beautiful Friday. <laughs> yeah, beautiful Friday right now. <laughs> Look, man, you guys have gotten some preseason work in, and you've done your scrimmages and your jamborees and everything. What are some things you liked? What are some things you haven't liked? And what are some things you guys are still trying to polish up before Monday? Uh, the big thing that is standing out to me on the positive side is our pitching staff has done a tremendous job, man. It's uh, It's really been great to see. Uh, you know, their work carry in. Those are really the guys that have been starting, uh, you know, from September, October uh, through the throwing program and with Coach Buck every day. And, uh, you know, they, they're filling out the strike zone right now, man. It's been great to see. Uh, that's really been standing out. I think that they'll be able to keep us in a lot of games we play in. Um, really a, a big disappointment to me. And I'm not, uh, you know, freaking out or pushing the panic button because this is something that does take time with time. It's our hitting right now has kind of been subpar. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things, man, we just got to grind through game reps of it. The more we play, the better it's going to get. We started off, uh, you know, pretty slow uh, last year in our scrimmages. I think that we may be even a little bit ahead now compared to where we were last year at this time. But I think that's a big area that we can improve on, and especially, uh, you know, uh, driving in runners with runners in scoring position. I think we're having great at-bats, uh, you know, in non-pressure situations, but, Whenever we get runners second and third base less than two outs, we're having a little trouble driving them in right now. So that's a big area that we look to improve on, and uh, I think we'll get there. I have all the faith in the world and our kids and our coaching staff that we'll get it fixed. Just right now, it's been a little bit of our struggle. For sure, man. Look, uh, tell us about North Lake Christian. Um, we don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, I'm sure you guys know more than what we do. What are some of the challenges they're going to present to you all on Monday? Yeah, look, we're actually going to start uh, after practice today. The coaches and I are going to start scouting this year's North Lake Christian team. However, we did play a three-game series with those guys last year out in uh, Covington. They were really young last year, and they gave us fits, man. They have a couple of guys. I know they have a big first baseman. His name escapes me. I'm sure I'm going to relearn it here in the next couple of hours. Uh, but a big first baseman that was a freshman last year, that's an absolute superstar. He's a, he could really swing the bat well. Um, you know, they, they really uh, – 
you know, their lineup was really young, but they had a lot of talent in there last year. So I expect for them to have a lot of growth. I think there's definitely going to be a playoff uh, team and probably a host in their division. So they're going to prevent a, a tremendous challenge for us early on. Uh, on the mound-wise, it's not going to be a lot of guys that overpower you, but they're going to fill up the strike zone, really challenge you. Uh, so definitely a good test for our hitters early in the season to kind of break out of this little uh, little funk we've been in in scrimmages. So talk to me about this. You guys have a, a, a really big game coming up on Monday. The weather should be good. It should be a beautiful day Monday, maybe a little cold when the sun sets, all that good stuff. But you, you guys got a bunch of games later on in the week as well. So how do you juggle, okay, we're going all in to try to win this game because it's a big game, but we don't want to sabotage our chances later in the week. Like I know it's only game one, but this is all stuff that you guys have to think about. How do you guys approach that in the opener on Monday? Yeah, look, it is, man. It's, uh, it's a situation where with your pitching, you have to try to line it up as best you can for a chance, and especially with the Division One playoffs, you got to try to win every game you can. There, there's no uh, let's throw off this way and save, day and save our pitching for another day. It's a, it's a situation, and we're going to, uh, you know, we haven't officially done it, but we're, uh, I'm about 95% confident that we're going to name Brock Johnson as our opening day starter uh, by tomorrow. Uh, so with Brock, the situation, he's been throwing really well for us. Uh, it's, it's how deep you let him go. Do you try to let him pitch again on Saturday, or do you save him for that terrible game the following Tuesday? It's a situation where if you go up big or down big, early in one of these games that you maybe think about getting a guy out a little bit earlier so maybe he could come back over the weekend whether it be a start or to close a game uh just different things like that that we always are evaluating but uh brock's gonna get the ball game one and uh some other guys that we're looking at starters jack Liday, jacob pierce and austin Curall, rather than maybe going into a full-on relief role like a relief pitcher like that we would normally use with all the games we have a big break between when we play Monday and when we play again Friday and Saturday that if we close with a Jack or a JP, those guys could very easily come back and get a start on Friday. So uh, with that uh, being that we're not coming with anybody laboring off of any issues uh, from playing a previous game, we're going to try to stack uh, you know, all our guys to be ready to go in any situation. It's a situation where if a guy struggles early, we get him the heck out of there, and we have a full staff of fresh arms available to be able to throw our best to go start one up. It should be a messy weekend. Today they give a bunch of rain. Tomorrow they give a bunch of rain. But Sunday it's supposed to dry out, get a bunch of sun, sunshine. Then Monday, a bunch of sunshine. Um, the, the weather this weekend shouldn't have any impacts on you guys Monday, right? The field should be uh, plenty time to dry out, right? Yeah, we should be good, man. And uh, We're supposed to have a jamboree at 11 o'clock tomorrow in Morgan City. And uh, Coach Williams already texting, hey, you guys, it's not looking too good. So we're, we're already anticipating that there's a pretty good shot that we don't get that one in. Once the rain stops, we'll get our guys in and see if there's any field work that we can do. Uh, however, we had already planned to come in on Saturday after. I'm um, sorry, Sunday afternoon from two to five, and get our you know our signs up on the wall, our windscreen, that kind of stuff. So any work that we need to take care of on the infield, putting surface, we should be uh, able to get all that done. The only thing that uh, you know, if the field is still a little wet, that we're going to think about and already contact North Lake Christian is the possibility of maybe canceling a JV game ahead of the varsity game. We just don't want to have a torn-up field, even if it's a little soggy, that we tear up the field with a JV game before the varsity game. Uh, and with those guys coming from so far away, they kind of are in favor of that anyway, maybe starting a little earlier at 5 instead of 6 or something like that. 
uh, just to be be able to make sure that we get the varsity game in and get those guys home uh, as early as we can. Well, look, man, do me a favor. If, if you guys do make any changes, let us know, because we're going to be out there broadcasting that one, so we want to make sure that we got all of our, our P's in a row, so to speak. A thousand percent. And, Casey, I'm just so glad we broke that curse last year that I have no problem with <laughs> you coming uh, to our opening game. <laughs> look, yeah, yes, sir. Look, man, do, do you have um, – in your head right now, do you have your batting order one through nine? You don't have to listen to us on the radio, but or is it a situation where you guys are still piecing it together and evaluating and plan to meet with the coaches a little more, or is that kind of solidified right now going into opening day? Yeah, look, I texted what my opinion was to Coach Buck and uh, Coach Shass on Coach Sanimo yesterday, and everybody clicked, uh, sent back, agreed, agreed, agreed. So uh, kind of if we don't play that scrimmage and, uh, you know, get – some other guys, some different opportunities. We have two scrimmages to base it off of, and we got to go with what we've seen on the field on who gives us or who is giving us the best chance uh, to win a baseball game right now. So, um, you know, if we don't play again tomorrow, uh, pretty much set on what we're doing. But if we do play tomorrow, different guys are going to have an opportunity to for sure change my mind. So let me ask you this, uh, and again, feel free to answer or not. Who won your catcher battle? Who's going to be the, the starting catcher for the Tarpons? Uh, we're gonna see. Uh, I'm not ready to, uh, you know, put it out there quite yet because I hadn't talked to the kid. I hadn't talked to the kid. There you before, go. So uh, we're gonna have uh, those conversations with the kids before we let y'all know on air. No, I got you, brother. I totally understand. Look, last thing. What are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys have to do to beat Northlake Christian on Monday? I think our pitching staff needs to keep on doing what they do and competing in the strike zone. And uh, you know, same old attitude with baseball. We got to play clean defense, and we have got to flip the corner. Uh, you know, with uh, runners in scoring position and do a better job of driving those guys in, maybe slowing our heart rate down a little bit uh, whenever we get the bat in our hands with a chance to drive in a run. And let's, uh, you know, we've been doing a great job getting them there. Let's do some damage when we get them there. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. And do me a favor. Can you put our old table out there behind home plate like last year sometime before Monday? Oh, absolutely. We'll have somebody apologize that sucker off for y'all. Thank you, brother. Have a great weekend. All right. Yep, that's Coach Chandler Guitros doing an excellent job. Can't wait, man. Get a chance to see the Tarpons on Monday. Brock Johnson, it sounds like, is getting the ball on opening day. Um, they're trying to figure out how to score some runs in the early season. Cold weather doesn't help with that. It's a little harder to swing the bat. Monday night's going to be chilly. I already looked the low temperatures in the 30s. So by the time we start at 5 or 6, you figure it'll be in the 50s or the 40s. So it'll be some cold weather baseball taking on a quality opponent. Right out of the gate, big test for the Tarpons on Monday night. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's baseball season already, but look out the window and you see the weather. Yep. You, yeah, it's baseball season. Yeah, it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, can't imagine. Uh, fortunately, the timing of, of it all does look like they're um, they're going to still be able to get it in on Monday because the rain should have washed out. But might be soggy, might have to wash out a JV game, whatever it may be. Wanted to do this in the opening segment, kind of ran out of time. Uh, I gave you guys like the very, very local scores in the girls' basketball state playoffs, but I didn't give you the quasi-local scores and some of the teams from the surrounding area. Last night on the river, whew, our, our river schools got wiped out. Hanville, Destrehan, and East St. John all lost in the opening round yesterday in Division I non-select. Destrehan lost 50-43 to to Fountain Blue in a 17-16 versus 16 matchup. East St. John, a lot of Tarpon fans were saying, oh, you know, it would have been great to make the playoffs. You would have been playing Parkway, who beat East St. John 56-14 to last night. So it would have been a great experience. I don't know that the experience on the court would have been that great. 
Uh, and then number 12, Hanville. This was the surprise. Number 12, Hanville gets upset last night. North Shore beats them 44-37. to So all of the River teams get beat in Division One non-select. We had some other teams in the area or the semi-area get beat last night as well. It was not a great girls' basketball night for us outside of Lafouche and Terrebonne. Lutcher gets beat by St. Martinville 59-31. to That was a 14-versus-19 matchup in Division Two non-select. And then in Division Three non-select, we had some local teams get wiped out as well. How about this? Number nine, St. James, gets blown out by number 24, Villeplatt, 63 to 36. So St. James gets blasted last night. And then we also have Berwick and Patterson fall in the opening rounds. Patterson falls 61 to 14 to number six, Sterlington. And Berwick falls 53 to 18 to number 10, Mansfield. So a lot of our quasi-local teams are no longer playing. I was a little surprised that the whole river got wiped out. I was a little surprised that St. James got wiped out. But our Lafouche and Terrebonne team stood tall and played very well. 24 seed seemed to do well last night. Was Thibodeau one of them? Thibodeau was a 24? Thibodeau was... Or 20... Um, yeah, I think they were. Something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell or you. 25. I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Thibodeau was a maybe. 24 seed. They won West Feliciana, 24 seed. They beat Abbeville in Division Two. Who did you see all the the drama on social media about that one particular team? No, Ville Platt, 24 beat nine St. James. That's three. Later on, we're going. We're and go going, ahead. I didn't see no. We're, we're going to do a whole segment on it later. There was there was a little drama about a particular team that got upset in the girls' basketball state playoffs, and it. It's going to bring up some interesting stuff to talk about a little later on. Um, right now, over in home, a Vanderbilt Catholic is warming up, trying to win their semifinal soccer playoff match against University Lab. First kick at 1 o'clock. They're taking on University Lab. We wish them nothing but the best of luck. Tomorrow, while we're on the air doing the sports corner, Terrebonne will be hosting Ben Franklin at 11 a.m. The Lady Tigers are going to be trying to move to the state finals. Good luck, Terriers. Good luck, Tigers. Bring it home. We'll be rooting for both teams in the next 24 hours. Sure will. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Ashley Barba will be joining us. Her team made the long road trip to Neville and came home with the W. We'll chat with her about that win and then also her team's big turnaround. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to brain and spine surgery, you want an expert. You want Thibodeau Regional. Our neurosurgeons perform complex back, neck, and brain surgeries, as well as minimally invasive and even same-day procedures. Spine and even basic brain surgery may be commonly available in our region. What isn't common is the expertise and quality care you'll receive at Thibodeau Regional Brain and Spine Clinic. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren. You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go, uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope. Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com. Hi, I'm 
Ashley Otan with Bless Your Heart Nonprofit. Please join us for Talk on the Bayou the second Wednesday of every month. Our mission is to enrich lives and inspire hope by addressing social, educational, and financial needs to support our great community. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard, your one-stop fly shop kayak and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and sea casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. And our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1927. Six Airline Drive in Metairie. Was sitting in the gym at Homa Christian School last night when I got an alert on my phone saying that Thibodeau had gotten a 52-41 to win over Neville in the Division I non-select state playoffs. I immediately got fired up because we were super happy for the Lady Tigers and we have their girls basketball coach, Coach Ashley Barba, on the line now. Coach, good afternoon. How are we doing today? Hey, good afternoon. Doing great. Awesome. Doing good after last night. <laughs> Absolutely. Your team played super well, got an 11-point win on the road, actually led by more than that throughout a lot of the game. Got to be so proud of your ladies for the way that they performed. Absolutely. You know, we we did our best to just, like I told them, I was like, you know, the pressure's not on us. Go out there and just stay true to who we are and do what we've been doing because, you know, in the second part of uh, district, you know, we really started – just coming together as a team and so we just we try to stick with that and and it, it really they executed everything that we asked them to do and they just performed really well last night we couldn't be more proud so what happened you know because in the middle of the season you, you lose taylor thomas to an injury and, and in the immediate aftermath after that it, it was a struggle you guys lose five games in a row you lose seven out of nine at one point y'all had dropped out of the top 28 in division one altogether. And then, actually, something just clicked. Y'all go through the second round of district and don't lose an entire game. You beat everybody in the district and play some really good basketball. What changed in the last couple of weeks as opposed to the middle of the season when y'all were in that slump? Honestly, we, we talk about it a lot. I think um, I think we were going through, like, an identity crisis, to be honest, because just we had some girls that are coming off the bench who have to play these big roles. I mean, we have Trinity Ingram, who transferred to us this year, who's never played with these girls and she had to come take a starting spot and you know her having to find chemistry within the team and just everybody just had to figure out what their new roles were you know Kyra Lacey who wasn't our point guard had to take on this whole new role and I mean she's done a phenomenal job just taking that on and and helping her team just come together and, and leading the way but everybody really started to mesh and figure out what their roles were. And then once we did, we were able to just put it all together. You know, it just it happened really beautifully, to be honest. Um, just watching them figure it out, watching that click. And it, and it just it happened at the right time. So we're just playing well at the right time of season. Coach, one of the things that I noticed, and, and I watched your game against Central Lafouche the last regular season game, and look, in that game, y'all didn't play y'all best. Y'all just kind of gutted one out. But the one thing that I noticed in that game versus some games earlier in the season 
was just the poise of the girls. They knew or are expected throughout the whole game, hey, we're going to figure this thing out. We're going to find a way to win. I think that's one of the things that you guys have built in the last two to three weeks is just that confidence of the kids believe when they take the floor, hey, we're going to score more points than the other team will. Absolutely. And I think that comes with preparation. You know, we watch a lot of film. Um, I don't like them going into a game without knowing everything about their opponent. So, I mean, we really do our homework. And then when we get on the court, we really try to just tinker what we already do and make sure that we can just control the tempo of the game and, and make sure that we're playing our game the whole way. And, and like you said, there is a confidence now, and that comes from them just being more confident in their roles that they're playing and trusting each other because that was huge. You know, once they started trusting each other, again, when they get on the floor, they do know that they can have each other's backs, which is, I think, something we struggle with when we were in that little drought earlier on. They didn't know, you know, who we were and, and what roles. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm – it, it, even last night, you know, they were just on the way up and just leading up to the game. They just, it just never felt like they had any anxiety about it. You know, they just felt, they felt calm. So that was, that was just fun to coach that. You know, they just, they had the confidence going into it already. I'm sure that long bus ride home was a whole heck of a lot sweeter <laughs> after W. I'm sure the kids were having a really good time as that bus was barreling back towards Thibodeau. Oh, man, I think, honestly, most of the ride was spent sleeping because they really did put it all on the floor last night. Um, they battled, and at this point in the season, it is a grind. So we, we ate some dinner, and everybody crashed out pretty much. But, <laughs> you know, uh, me and the coaches are pretty happy. We, we, we couldn't get down off the high for sure. Just coming in, on, I'm running on very little sleep, but just excited to get ready for hot next. Tell us about that. You got Houghton on Monday. That's going to be another long road trip, another quality opponent. They're the number eight seed. They got a seven-point win against Airline last night. Have you seen any film? You know, do they have some post players, some guards? Tell us a little bit about your next opponent. Oh, yeah. So um, I watched a little bit of film this morning, a little bit kind of on the way back. I'm definitely going to dive in a little bit more this afternoon. But um, from what I see, you know, just a super balanced team, discipline. Um, I think that they have some good shooters that we're going to need to stop, and they do have that lefty post. But um, honestly, I think it's a good matchup for us, and I think we can compete with them for sure. Does it help that your team already has that experience of getting on the bus and the routine and going and getting the, the bus legs out? And y'all did it on, on last night. I mean, I'm sure that's got to give you a little bit of an edge and that, you know, it's not going to be the first time for the ladies for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously a long bus trip, ahead of us after one already you know it's a little daunting but at the same time like you said we have that experience and and I think as you already spoke on with that experience I think it's just going to add to the calm that they feel and the confidence that they have going into this next one so I hope we just can ride that out through this second round. Coach what's the weekend going to look like are you guys going to practice on Saturday and Sunday or you know how are you guys going to manage getting the game the, the girls ready for Monday? Yeah, so we're going to give them, you know, give them some to rest their legs and everything. But um, Saturday is definitely going to be more of a mental. Saturday is going to be more of a mental day for us. Really break down some film, get some shots up, um, just get our legs back. And then, um, you know, Sunday, just total game plan, get ready for the next because Monday is going to be here before we know it. There we go. Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on the win and go do it again on Monday. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yep. That is Coach Ashley Barber with Thibodeau High School. She said it. 
They, they like the matchup. They think that they've got a shot going on the road again, taking on Houghton. You look at some of Houghton's results, it's not all that intimidating. I do think Thibodeau's going to be in position again to maybe try to shock the world and move into the quarterfinals. You look at Houghton's first-round game, they won 49-42 against a 25 seed. So I think that if you look at that game, of course, we don't have the film on it, but just looking at the outcome it has to give Thibodeau some confidence knowing, look what we just did on the road to the number nine seed, number eight seed, only one by seven against the 25 seed. So we can definitely go in and compete. So I think there's going to be some sense of confidence uh, with Thibodeau going up there again to get a victory. How would you manage the legs this weekend? Because you got a bunch of kids, Ashley said it, they weren't partying on the bus ride home. They were sleeping. They were exhausted. Now you got a bunch of kids that yesterday spent 10 hours on a bus, five going, five coming back. They probably got home at 1, 2, maybe even 3 a.m., whatever it may be. They're not in school today, so they're sleeping in. Maybe do some light work or shoot around or something today. How would you manage the weekend to make sure that, A, you're getting the preparation that you need? Because it's not like you're facing a district opponent that everybody knows. The kids probably don't know anything about Houghton. So how do you make sure, A, you're getting the preparation that you need, but, B, that you're making sure you got some gas in the tank for Monday? I think her answer was great. On, on Saturday, mental day, uh, get some shots up. But she says they watch a lot of film, and it shows. So I think that's a, a great approach to it, where you go in Saturday, get some film work, and mental day, get some shots up, maybe a little bit of running, and have a, a decent practice on Sunday. Uh, because Monday, there's not much you can do again because you're traveling uh, again. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Saturday, the mental day approach is great. Sunday, get get your work in, get your final game plan in, and kind of a, a more of a walkthrough type thing. I mean, if, look, if you don't have it, and coaches say this now, if you don't have it uh, by this time of the year, it's, you're not going to yeah, get it. It's kind of late. So, uh, but the mental approach is, is great, where you can uh, look at film and mentally get mental reps. A lot of times, that that helps, and. Um, Travel on Monday and get ready to go do it again Monday night. You think that Neville is tired of seeing the Barbas a couple years ago when South Terrebonne won yeah. the state championship? Who did they upset in a 15 versus 2 matchup? Neville. <laughs> they, that family got Neville's number. And uh, Ashley, and then we couldn't be happier. Hopefully, they go to Houghton and do the same thing on Monday. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Coach Damien St. Pierre will be joining us. He's got um, a lot of stuff going on. Their their, U12 girls basketball biddy season is about ready to rock and roll. They're hosting a biddy tournament and cutoff this weekend. Can't wait to chat with Damien. We got a local boxer who's fighting tonight on pay-per-view. Got WWE to chat with Damien about. We'll get into all of that in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Looking for a deal? Well, Golden Motors has the deals for you. The hottest SUV on the market is in stock and coming. The 2024 36 MPG Chevy Trax. Come see them at Golden, 
and you will be amazed at the room and comfort of this unique, eye-appealing, and affordable SUV. Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy together. Let's drive. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and cut off. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Chain says, Go Tarpons! Welcome back here to Play by Play. Casey just there with Coach Brian Colley. And we go to the phone lines and we have... One of the members of our Coastal Broadcasting family and one of the great friends of the show, Coach Damian St. Pierre on the line. D, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing, man? Doing well today, Case. That's the best introduction I've gotten quite some time. Yes, sir. Uh, big weekend. Got some bitty basketball this weekend. I know at the Youth Center, you, uh, you guys are hosting the U8s. Um, tell us about where the other teams are going, brother. What we got going on on the bitty side this weekend? Uh, so I'll start off with my girls. Girls, 12 of you are going to be participating, and 10U as well, going to be participating in the Donaldsonville tournament, playing at Ascension Catholic High School, something, I think something like that, in, uh, near Donaldsonville. Always a good time to go play out there. Our 12 U boys are going to be at Central. Um, and I, I think that may be all that's playing this weekend. Uh, but full slate, and then obviously – our AU boys, we're going to be hosting at the Cutoff Youth Center start tonight at 6.30. we got a lot of local teams, uh, Central, Thibodeau, and our two solid food teams taking the court tonight. And then we got St. Bernard, St. John, uh, St. Uh, there's three different Saints that's participating. We've got ten full teams, got a full tournament, full day of games on Saturday, and a full slate of games on Sunday. Um, Katie Anna's uh, coming down as well. It's going to be a, a fun weekend for the AU boys. And just tremendous amount of teams in that age group. I got sent the other bracket for the other tournament on the West Bank. There's over 22 AU boys bitty basketball teams right now. Unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome, man. Look, uh, if I had to guess, uh, because I was at the, the 10U tournament uh, you know, a couple weekends ago, if I had to guess, there's going to probably be some food at the Cutoff Youth Center, right? You can probably be feeding people pretty well, huh? Man, if I, if I had to guess, the Cutoff Youth Center is going to be working hard this weekend. Uh, like I said, man, a, a lot of folks coming from out of town and uh, going to be spending a lot of time hopefully eating at the Cutoff Youth Center. But uh, looking forward to a really, really good weekend of basketball. It is your first weekend with the 12U girls. A lot of the girls play middle school now and are underclassmen and some girls that you're super familiar with. Uh, just from some of the names that I know that are on the team, you got to be super excited. Tell us about you know some of the things that you're seeing with your club. So we only got a couple practices in, but just being able to work with these girls prior to this, it makes everything a lot easier. We get to focus on a lot more fundamental basketball, getting them better. Uh, a lot of one-on-one work right now. Trying to install a few different things, 
just to, to be able to go play this weekend and, and, and try to compete and, and look good doing it in the process. But these girls work so hard. It, it's, uh, it, it makes it really, really easy. Got a few newcomers to the, to the team, but uh, it's all girls that I've coached at least one time, one or two times in the past. So building those relationships, you know, that, that's easy. That's already there. And just getting everybody on the same page, the, the big thing is going to be chemistry. I don't know if these 12 have, have maybe played together all that much, but the majority has. And, um, man, it's, uh, it, it, we're going to compete. Not saying that, that we're going to be the best out there, but we're definitely going to compete. We're going to play hard. We're going to play basketball the, the, the way it's meant to be played. Today is opening day for the LSU baseball team. They're actually playing in about an hour and a half. Thatcher Hurd's going to be on the mound. They just released their opening day lineup. You still got Tommy White and Hayden Travinsky and Josh Pearson, and they got some dudes that could really play. I'm a big LSU baseball guy. I know that you are as well. Super excited to see a new season for the Tigers as they try to defend their title. It is, man. It's it's an exciting time. I got a, a guy at work. I'm sitting here, and he's uh, he's telling me, man, I'm about to head off. I'm going, I'm going to the game. Don't don't miss a, an opening day. Uh, but crazy to think that Thatcher Hurd is getting that opening day start. You know, with kind of the, some of the, the bumps in the road he took last year. And listening to Jay Johnson talk this morning. Uh, he seems so excited, and I know he's got a lot of pressure on him because obviously coming in and, and doing what he did in, on the past two years and winning the the championship last year has got a lot of pressure on him, but he seems genuinely happy. Um, and I know getting to kind of take your pick of, of the who's who of pitching, and, and uh, he's, exciting. he's excited about the pitching staff. I know we got a lot of lefties to throw some kinks and a lot of other folks line up. And then we're not even talking about the hitting. I just take a, took a look at the lineup for the for opening day, and man, it's it's going to be hard to get through that 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 three to nine spot against this team without taking some type of damage. Um, cool little story I heard this morning. He was talking about the Alabama pitcher. He was watching a um, he was he was doing some scout on Sanford in Alabama, and it was a Tuesday night, and he kind of he, he lost track of the of watching and scouting and took a liking to the pitcher. And now that guy's at LSU and uh, he'll, he'll have a great, a great season coming up this year. Tomorrow, the heel is coming to Thibodeau. The heel being Mr. Will Wade. He has sort of become the villain of the Southland conference for everybody, except the folks in Lake Charles, that is. And it's a first place versus second place matchup. I don't know what the time of y'all bitty games are, but, dude, if you got time from 3 to 5 to sneak out from Donaldsonville to Thibodeau, it's going to be a wild and rowdy environment. The Cowboys are coming to town. Will Wade and his crew are bringing a boatload of fans. Nichols is trying to fill up the gym. That is going to be a very fun college basketball atmosphere tomorrow. Not too many times that a Nichols basketball game is getting a ton of love on social media aside from, from, uh, from you doing radio and doing the broadcasting there. For, for different games, but man, it's been all over social media. But hey, I got tickets. Who wants to come? Uh, let, let's, you know, let, let's let's pack let's pack the gym, and it's gonna be a tremendous atmosphere. Um, man, I would love to go cheer. I would love to go cheer on the Colonels at the same time. Go cheer on Will Wade and and, and watch him do his thing in person. But you know how bitty basketball goes. You get a schedule on Tuesday, and by the time <laughs> it's on Thursday, you got three different other games. So that that kind of happened to us. They had a team that that backed out and. Uh, the game time, the game times will not align, but I'll be if, if it's on ESPN Plus, I'm definitely going to be checking that out because I just want to see Will Wade walk into that building and, and hear the either the boos or, or the applause for him. So interesting to see, but tremendous matchup in Thibodeau tomorrow, and, and it's going to be some fun. It will be on ESPN Plus, and the commentary is going to be terrible. 
Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna be text. I'm gonna be side texting you, trolling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Um, let's talk some WWE tonight. SmackDown is gonna be, I believe, in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Rock has been all over his social media promoting that he's gonna make an appearance. He is now aligned with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Don't know how for how long. Don't know if that's gonna last. Don't know if we're going to see Roman, um, you know, wrestle twice at WrestleMania, but there's rumors that it's going to be a tag match on day one, then he faces Cody on day two. Don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but I'll tell you this, people are eating it up. Last Friday, SmackDown had 2.6 million viewers. That was a huge number. They're going to get a huge number again today. If for nothing else, people are interested in what they're cooking, no pun intended. Oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I still, I'm, I'm still kind of on the outside looking in on a lot of that stuff. But you and I sat here last week and spoke about blurring that line between reality and and, and professional wrestling, which is, is is often skewed, but sometimes sometimes a little less blurry. But I got folks that don't watch wrestling 100%. They're asking me the same question that you asked me last week about, hey, did you see that segment, that press conference? Fast forward this and make sure you watch this. It's just people that don't even really tune in to wrestling. I guess The Rock kind of brought over that, that crowd, and now they're seeing some of the storylines that are being built and created. And we're sitting here again a week later talking from last week. We don't know what's going on. Usually by, by this time you got a, a decent idea of, hey, look, this is going to be the top. This is going to be the middle, and we're just still kind of waiting in to see what's going to be that filler for WrestleMania. But we're sitting, still sitting here on, on February 16th, which shout-out to my oldest kid, Kim. Happy birthday, kiddo. Yes. Uh, sitting here not knowing what's going to go on, and that's, that's that's the great thing about wrestling. That's the great thing about when the when the riders get it right, and they're right now they're getting it right. So one of the big news pieces today on ESPN.com, and I'm going to ask you this question tongue in cheek: is Jimmy Garoppolo got a two game suspension for next season for using performance enhancing substances? My question to you, Damien, is how terrible would Jimmy G be if he was not using performance enhancing? Because if his performance right now is enhanced, he needs to get his money back. Can we can we investigate Derek Carr for that? As well? <laughs> yeah. So I, I read the same. The, the notification popped up on my phone uh, as I was listening to to the show, and I was like, "What what has he done to like what what is he doing otherwise than to to still perform the way he is and, and still taking these these PEDs? That's unreal." Let's talk about the LSU women's basketball team for a second, and then we'll get into some boxing stuff. Brian and I were talking earlier in the week how. Basketball is a really crazy game is that coaches want to accumulate as much talent as possible. But at the end of the day, sometimes a team plays better when they have less talent on the floor. Case in point, my Los Angeles Clippers, they were struggling when they first got James Harden. Now they're winning big. Why? Because they moved Russell Westbrook out of the starting lineup and they staggered he and James Harden's minutes. In Baton Rouge right now, it looks like LSU is kind of doing the same thing they're not playing Haley Van Lith as much they're playing last year Poa a little more she doesn't want to score at all she's just in there taking charges playing defense running the offense and as a result it feels like everything is going better for them because the starting unit meshes better when Van Lith comes in she knows hey I'm the sixth man it's my job to score she's playing better and it feels like Kim Mulkey has figured it out is that hey if we are less talented to start the game, we're better off during the course of the game. Isn't it crazy how basketball does that sometimes? 
you know, you made that joke about what's cooking. I'm going to say knowing your role is a huge part of what she's doing there. And it, ta- it does, it does, excuse me, it does take some buy-in because you got so much talent coming in from so many other places where that person was the main focus. I got to do everything. I got to do everything. And then you take four of those and put them on the same floor and you get lost for a little bit. And it takes a little bit of time to establish those roles. And, and if you're not happy with those roles, it's, if one person is not happy with that role, it's going to throw a kink into whatever you're trying to accomplish because when, you, when you're not having everybody pull on that same rope in the same direction, it, the results normally don't happen very uh, very easily that, that you're trying to accomplish. But it looks like she's, she's getting it right. It wasn't right at the beginning of the season. It was a little clunky. And obviously, you know, they, they've, they've fallen a little bit, you know, a couple of times. But if you play 40 basketball games, you're, gonna, you're not going to win all 40 of them unless you just – Super way way over talented than everybody else, but she seems to have right have righted the ship, and they're definitely going in the right direction. And uh, Haley Van Lint, I, I was super impressed with you know her coming off the bench and playing the way she's playing. I didn't know if I would ever see that, um, but she's got a lot of buy-in right now, and it, it's taken some time, and it's taken some some hard work and some hard decisions to get to that point. But definitely uh, enjoying the way that they're playing right now. They're playing hard. They're playing a good a good brand of basketball. What did you think of the Super Bowl, brother? The Chiefs win in overtime. Mahomes um, gets another ring. Shanahan blows another double-digit lead in the Super Bowl. Were, were you watching? What did you make of it, man? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was. We were watching outside after after the parade. We had we had the TV on outside. It was a it was a cool atmosphere. Being able to watch the the end of the, the fourth quarter in overtime with like 50 people that just came off of a, a you know of a Mardi Gras parade, watching the Mardi Gras parade and whatnot. I thought the 49ers, I thought they were going to hold on. Um, but, man, anytime you're giving Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's making his resume to be one of the greatest of all time, and, and I'm not a huge fan of him. I think he's, he's, he's a little bit of a crybaby, but who's not, really? Um, <laughs> right. You know, giving him the ball with that opportunity to win and not and, and not scoring that touchdown. for The, not, the 49ers not scoring that touchdown on that first drive in OT and then coming back and him having that walk-off. But cra- crazy how this works out. No overtime, and they hit the exact number on the over/under. Crazy how that works out. Mm, yeah, very interesting how they do those things, right? Um, you wrote on Tuesday. I saw some video. Um, look, we have a whole lot of fun here with Turtle when we have him on Wednesdays. We love having him on the basketball broadcast. He'll be joining us tonight at South Lafouche. Turtle missed his calling, bro. I, he, that stuff that he does every year to get y'all fired up to ride. Like, someone should be paying him to do that. I watched that video. I was ready to run through a brick wall, dude. Talk about that. Turtle is a motivational speaker, and he doesn't even realize it, man. Look, it, 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 I feel like being – so when I when I first was at South Coast, Turtle was there um, coaching with us, or I was coaching with them at that time. Um, you know, And he always did a good job of, of having some type, some type of speech and some type of phrase that – just kind of went on and on, but he does a tremendous job for that. He gets everybody pumped up. It's something that everybody's looking forward to. And, um, and I even sacrificed my old coaching, my, my good coaching board that he destroyed. If you, if you watch the video, he, he goes from footboard to knee. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to give it up. I'm not, that's going to be my sacrifice to the team. But now he does a tremendous job. And, uh, man, that ride was, was something else. And props to, props to the crew, man. We, we, all, we always get a lot of flack on Tuesday for a, a, an abundance of reasons, and I think it was, it was kind of tame this year, but everybody still had a great time. Awesome. Super happy to hear it, bro. We got a local tonight fighting on pay-per-view. 
Vic gets an opportunity to continue to, to climb the ladder. Spoke with him earlier in the week. He's super optimistic and thinks this is a good matchup for him. It's a big night for one of our guys tonight, man. A chance to keep climbing that ladder. Yeah, man. Super pumped up for him tonight. Taking on uh, Jose Garcia in the main event um, out in Christy, Christy Martin territory and her, her promotion. Uh, Vic's taking, like I said, taking on Jose Garcia. So kind of looking into the numbers, man, he's only won one of his last nine. He's been stopped three of his last four. So kind of giving that edge a little bit more than what you see on paper to Vic. Uh, he came in at 124 pounds, which is one pound under the limit, fighting for the NABA featherweight championship. Great opportunity. Christy Martin putting him in the driver's seat to, uh, to take care of business tonight and then to try to make a run, try to get ranked. You know, we, we talked about it a few times with Jonathan. you got to win these little fights, and then you automatically get ranked in the top ten of – Whatever sanctioned body is the is the um, we call the umbrella company of these smaller titles. So he's got an opportunity. He wins here, uh, could put him in you know that top twenty range, and and after that you you really never know. Fight's going to be on tonight on the Fight TV network. So if you if you if you're interested in taking a look at Vic, you got an opportunity to do so. First fight's going to be at six. Vic's the main event, so we'll probably give it a, a little bit of time for him uh, to to take to take the stroll to the ring. Super good, super pumped up about it. Vic's a good friend of mine, and uh, the, the support that the Bayou has for him is, is, is also great to see. You know, I go on the uh, ESPN website, and I click the boxing tab, and I click the schedule. And one thing that stands out to me is that pretty much all of the big prize fights over the next three months are not in America. We've got Anthony Joshua taking on Francis Naganu in Saudi Arabia. We've got a big headline bout in Tokyo. We've got... Um, a big headline bout with uh, Lomachenko in Australia. Tyson Fury's next fight in Saudi Arabia. Why is that? Why, why is it that, you know, maybe New York City and Las Vegas and some of those big premier venues are losing out to the overseas crowd? Is it a money grab? Like, what, what's going on there that we're losing a lot of these big fights around the globe? Case, it's very similar to what WWE's doing. A lot of their premium live events are going to be overseas coming yep. up. And it's I don't know if it has anything to do with like local politics or local commissions and them having to do certain things that just cost way too much money to host in America. But uh, in, in boxing, they have what they call a site fee. So if you ever see a fight at like a little local casino in, in Louisiana or whatever, not a little, just a local casino in Louisiana, they pay X amount to have that fight. And then with that site fee, it, you, you get paid for the bouts. You get your hotels comped, you get your, your meals comped for the, for the fighters and whatnot, similar to what I'm sure like what a concert does if you pay for an entertainer to come in. So I'm wondering if, uh, you know, some of these site fees, especially in Saudi Arabia, the money over there is unreal. If they're getting paid to just say, look, we're going to have this event here. I'm going to give you X, X amount, millions of dollars. But have you seen, like, specifically talking about Anthony Joshua, have you seen the arenas and uh, the production and all that that goes into those fights? Compared to what we have in America here, they're top-notch. Oh, yeah, that, that's incredible, man, and it's, it's crazy to see that shift. Uh, before we let you go, Pana, one more time, where are you guys going to be playing this weekend, and do you maybe have a couple of times that you could give us in case some folks want to go and follow you all out in Donaldsonville? Yeah, so we're going to be out in Donaldsonville, first game at 1130, and then second game is at 2 o'clock, and then uh, bracket play will be on Sunday. Like I said, our 10 u girls and our 12 u girls both going to be at the same tournament. I haven't checked out their time, but uh, excited to see what Coach Raj Jonbaugh got going on for the for the 10U squad as well. But, yeah, if you want to come out, if you're in the Donaldsonville area, uh, you got some good bitty basketball. The Central Fuchsia area you got some good 12U boys basketball. And then if you're looking to, to support the, the little ones, cut off youth center, 8U boys basketball. A lot of 
a lot of local talent being showcased right now and some, some very good basketball being played. Does Ross's team have a manager? Uh, actually, yes, and I'm not sure if he enforces the khaki rule on that. I'm, I'm not going to discuss that with him. Okay, that was the next question I was going to ask is if they had to run in their khakis at any point during the preparation for the season. But sounds like we'll leave that investigation to, to next Friday, right, bro? Have a, have a great rest of the day. We'll chat soon, partner. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you guys. Yep, that is Damian St. Pierre joining us. Always doing a great job. Love to get his thoughts and his opinions. I wonder if Ross is making his manager. I know back in the day, somebody made Ross run for hours, apparently, according with what the story is. And um, you, you just said it, according to the story. <laughs> Ross told me. I thought this show was fact. Base. Ross told me that he had to run in his khakis for three plus hours doing wind sprints up and down the gym. No, okay. It's crazy how the story evolves. Out the box, man. Let's catch a break when we get back. There was a big social media thread that went viral, and I got some thoughts, and I know you will, um, even though you said you're not aware of it yet, but whenever I tell you, you're going to be fired up about it as well. It's play-by-play. We're talking about some things happening around the state in the next segment here on KLEB. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event, whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or outdoor music venue. Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe Septic Contractors can supply 1810, three and two stall restrooms, air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere. Call 24 7. Planning an event? Visit Joe Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Start your day off with a fresh brewed cup of Mellow Joy. The original Cajun Coffee Company since 1936. It brings members to Louisiana's rich culture. Available in dark, medium roast, decaf, and full line of flavored specialty coffees. Mellow Joy is available in selected grocery stores in your area. To begin receiving Mellow Joy at your office, call 1-86-Mellow Joy. C'est le café du Mellow Joy. C'est de plus What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. 
State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community. At State Bank, now 70 years strong. Welcome back to Play by Play. Here we've got one more segment to go. We had a bunch of good calling guests today. We want to thank Chandler Guitros for the time, Ashley Barber for the time, and Damien for the time. Yesterday on social media, a thread went viral, and it has already gotten 863 shares. Um, and it's from our old buddy at Bonneville, Coach Micah Haggins, who posted on social media, and I'll make sure that I get all my stuff prepared on my end so that I could accurately tell you guys the details. Uh, but Coach Micah Haggins said yesterday, <clears throat> there was a high school girls basketball team in our area who lost the first round of the playoffs to a team that was ranked lower than them. Upon research, the team had five available players. The coach suspended the rest of the team. They missed practice, instead going to Mardi Gras. Micah goes on to say, Stand on business, coach. People in the community and people around the program will say the coach lost the game by doing that at the wrong time. But the kids decided to not meet the standard at the wrong time. We need to shift accountability back to where it belongs. People say the kids have changed, and they have. But the adults have stopped standing on principle, and the kids adjusted to what the adults allow them to do. So, upon review and upon research, we know the team that Coach Haggins is talking about. It was Chalmette. The 14 seed in Division I non-select showed up with five against East Ascension in a game that was actually on Wednesday, not on Thursday. Got blown out, 53-31. to 31. So, Mr. Brian Colley, you coached for a long time. <clears throat> a lot of folks today are on social media sharing and saying, oh, yeah, hey, go coach, hooray, hip, hip, hooray. I don't necessarily disagree with the stance either. Although maybe I would question, hey, if there's parades or whatever, could you maybe schedule around some of the parades or whatever it may be? I don't know the full story. But we have a local team that suspended virtually their entire roster right before the playoffs to enforce their team rules. What are your thoughts? Well, I, come on, you know my thoughts. I, I Look, rules are rules. And uh, <clears throat> as long as you establish the rules from day one and if you are consistent in following those rules – I have no problem with it. And the problem I have with this, with social media, is that a lot of these people are going to agree with the coach for doing it. But if it were Because their it kid, didn't happen to their team. And there you go. That's exactly where I was going with this. Because it's easy for Joe Schmo to share this and say, hey, hip, hip, hooray, coach. But if it were their kid who had to sit out for getting a technical foul and had to miss the rest of the game. Or, or their grandkid. Or whoever it may be, they maybe wouldn't be as inclined to want to enforce team rules. So, 
That's my message today is that, hey, yeah, I'm all for that, but make sure that you feel the same way whenever it is your youngin that is potentially breaking a rule that you potentially don't like that's potentially causing him or her to have to sit down. It goes well above just winning. I was not the the coach who wanted to win at all costs. I, I stood by principles, and it is what it is. Some people didn't like it. And, boy, I hope they're listening because I hope you have social media to to read and how foolish some people could be. Uh, and this goes back a couple of years. I'm not talking about anything recent. I don't – it's not my deal. I'm out of there. Right. But um, just a couple of years ago where you got situations, the rule's a rule. The kids know the rule. And if the kids on that Shamed team knew the rule – and they chose to break it, there's a consequence. Here's the only part to this. And again, I don't know the full story. The only part to this that I would like to know more about is did the coach schedule practice like during a parade when they could have potentially moved it before or after and allowed the kids to do both? Now, with that having been said, it doesn't change the fact that even if there was a practice scheduled during the damn parade, the kids should have still chose their team over the party. I understand that. But, coaches, you would have never scheduled a practice at noon on Mardi Gras day. You would have did it before the parade. You would have did it after the parade. You would have found a way to make it work. That's the only part about this that makes me wonder a little bit on the coaching side is, hey, if there were chances to make it work, why didn't you? And I don't know. Maybe they did. But that would be the only unanswered question that I would like to know a little bit more about. Yeah, and it's still... <clears throat> if the, the the practice was scheduled during a parade, it still it would change your mind that you would probably not agree with the practice time, but you would still, still agree go. with the yeah. the end result. Absolutely. But yes, you can work around certain things if, if possible. And, I, and I, look, I would. Think they did? I would think but, so too. Yeah, we don't know, but uh, again, at the end of the day, you chose to play high school basketball. Uh, when you sign up, you know it, it is one of the roughest sports because, as far as scheduling wise, because you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas, you have Mardi Gras, you have all these these holidays that that you have to uh, to give up, and it, it's not just. The kids is the entire families that are giving up vacation time, and uh, you get it. I understand, but at the end of the day, you signed up to play. Yep, you know what you signed up for, um, and it's an unfortunate thing. There, we'll be very curious to see what happens. Uh, is this coach going to have the backing of their administration? Is well, that, I sure hope so. As if not, it could get potentially pretty ugly. Um, but yeah, that one got viral, and we did find out that it was apparently Chalmette that it happened, and. Um, you know, part of being a team is, is is buying into the rules within that little community that you built there with that team. Some people strayed off the reservation, and the coach decided, you know what, I'm going to not play our best in a playoff game. It takes a lot of balls to do that, but if the story reads the way that it reads on social media, kudos to him or her for, for standing on those principles and making that happen. Yeah, I agree on the surface. I agree 100% with the coach. 
not knowing every detail. Yeah, but uh, that's the biggest thing. We don't know the full all the way story, but just what we know, it does seem like, um, you know, hey, we're team coach here. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo gets a two game suspension for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. I mentioned this with Damian. Um, how bad would Jimmy Garoppolo be if he wasn't on performance enhancing drugs? Because my God, he's not very good on them. Um, he is going to be released by the Raiders and will no longer be with them. You know what's crazy is that we whine and complain about Derek Carr here in New Orleans. And I think rightfully so. He wasn't very good this past season. But when you go back and you look at some of the other names that were available to them, Garoppolo is awful. Deshaun Watson is extremely expensive and is not very good. Like, they probably, as crazy as this is to say, with the exception of maybe getting Baker Mayfield, who would have been better, they probably still got the best option, even though he wasn't very good. Because Garoppolo was expensive and was terrible. Watson was extremely expensive in terms of draft pick capital and the big contract, and he's not very good either. Um, it's crazy to think that as bad as the car thing went last year, they probably still got the best guy on the market this past season. <laughs> crazy, you're right. But we'll see with a new change, with a pretty much an entirely new offensive staff. It, it, uh Getting rid of some some uh, pieces of uh, that don't belong with with the Saints, and let's see if uh, what happens if it's going to be better. And yeah, you're right; it's crazy to think that that would be the best option. Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's basketball scoring record yesterday, scoring 49 points in Iowa's victory over. Oh, who did they play? Let's see. Uh, Michigan, 106-89 to was the final score. She scored 49 points in the game. Caitlin Clark is an incredible basketball player. I come off as a Caitlin Clark hater just simply because I think that, I think that the way that Angel Reese is spoken about versus Caitlin Clark is different. When Angel Reese showboats and, oh, she's a, she's a thug, she's a punk, but Caitlin Clark does the hands-to-the-face thing and she's always hooting and hollering and, Oh, she's this precious little angel. She's so much fun. She's so great for the women's game. So that's my angst, but there's no doubting that she's an unbelievable player, and she should be the first pick in the WNBA draft, and she is going to go to the professional ranks and is going to be absolutely incredible. She averages 33 points a game, eight assists per game, seven rebounds a game. Last night drops a 49 spot. Whew, she's really, really good, my man. Goodness, and kudos to her for breaking that record. Yeah, she's good. Just got a little cocky attitude with her. If I could average 33 you know, I mean, points a game, I'd probably be uh, a little bit cocky, too. <laughs> That's just <laughs> me, I guess. Um, no NBA this weekend because we've got All-Star weekend. The teams are on break. I know you've already told me that you're not watching no. the All-Star weekend. I do plan to watch the three-point and the dunk and all that fun stuff. Um, East and West, no interest, not watching it. I don't plan on it. It depends. Uh, well, what's what the game? Sunday. Sunday at seven o'clock, out at oh. the in, in in Indianapolis at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Depends what. So I really have no uh, desire to watch that. I 
neither me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be watching a whole lot of it. I may throw a couple of cookies on it on FanDuel, as I usually like the over-under dunk total. There's usually um, a whole lot of dunks in that game. You could sometimes make a little cash there on that. Um, I do like that it's east and west again. It was the last couple of years when they had captains and they were picking, and that was that was kind of a mess. Um, LSU baseball starting in an hour. Play four games over the weekend into Monday. Is LSU going to have any trouble at all, or are they going to roll through the weekend? Well, I would think they're going to roll. The opening day lineup for the Tigers, let me tell it to you here. I had it pulled up just a second ago. Um, the Tigers are playing at 2 o'clock today against VMI. Let's see, Tommy White. Let's search for that name. It should come up the lineup here for LSU. Michael Braswell is batting leadoff. He's the shortstop transfer from South Carolina. True freshman, five-star prospect Jake Brown is batting second. He's the right fielder. Tommy Tanks batting third. He's the third baseman. Batting cleanup, the designated hitter Hayden Travinsky. Batting fifth, the second baseman Josh Pearson. Batting first, the big bear Jared Jones. Batting left, a transfer Mac Bingham from Arizona. Playing center Paxton Kling. And catching Alex Malazzo. Alex Malazzo will be catching Thatcher Hurd tonight as the Tigers open up their title defense. LSU's still going to be really good, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of those names there. It's some dudes that could really swing. And if they could get some pitching, which I think their pitching is deeper this year than last, look out. That's going to be a team that's still going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. I want to see Thatcher Hurd today. Thatcher Hurd was good in the NCAA tournament quite frankly, was terrible during the season. So can he carry that momentum that he built in the NCAA tournament forward and become a true weekend guy? If he does, big coup to the to the Tigers. Tomorrow, excited to see Luke Hallman, the Alabama transfer. We know what he could do. He was the ace for Alabama last year. Uh, as LSU takes on Central Arkansas, he will be on the mound. And then I'm curious for Saturday, or excuse me, for Sunday and Monday, they haven't announced starting pitchers yet. Who's going to throw? Will we see the freshman Cameron Johnson? Will we see some of the other guys? Can the Tigers have enough pitching to get through 9, 18, 27, 36 innings over the next four days? That'll be, I guess, the, the telltale thing that Jay Johnson and his staff are going to have to figure out. Yeah, and let's not forget about the Nickel State Colonels. Opening day tonight for them. I mean, come on. The, uh, what they did last year, if they can build on what they did last year, that's going to be some exciting baseball in Thibodeau. I got some breaking news about them, and you know who gave me the breaking news? Take a guess. Nichols Baseball? Yep. Take a guess who gave me some breaking news about Nichols Baseball a couple days ago. Oh, man. Our buddy Cruz, Cruz Casar, oh, who now never works, with, yeah, he works with the Nichols Baseball team now. He told me, and this is, I say breaking news. It, it, it's not really breaking news. Jacob Myers is getting the ball tonight for the <laughs> Colonels. He's one of the best players in the country. Of course, he's getting the ball tonight. They're taking on Sacred Heart. They start their season tonight at 6 o'clock, taking on Sacred Heart out at Ben Meyer Diamond at Ray Didier Field. They play a three-game set with Sacred Heart tomorrow at 6 o'clock again. Hopefully, they could get it in with the rain. Then Sunday at noon, taking on Sacred Heart. So big opportunities for Nichols to open up their season with a bang. Tomorrow, L oh, LSU, tomorrow, Nichols and McNeese, I implore you guys, go to Thibodeau if you've got the opportunity to. McNeese is bringing a big old crowd. 
Let's make sure that the Colonel Nation stands tall and drowns out those folks. I cannot wait to watch the Colonels take on McNeese tomorrow. Let's see if I got an early line on that game. McNeese is probably favored by like 10 points or something like that. Um, Cowboys are coming to town. Will Wade and, and McNeese are kind of the bad guys of the league. Everybody talks bad about them. They're super good. That is going to be the biggest Nichols men's basketball game in the regular season in a long, long time. I cannot wait for that one. I don't see a line posted yet, but I cannot wait for that tomorrow. Yeah, should be a good one. Should be I, a good I'm gonna, one. Oh, man. I don't know what's going on tomorrow, but I'll, I'll see. The game will be woefully commentated on ESPN+. Plus. Um, per norm. <laughs> per the norm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, we will be out there <laughs> making that happen. Um, Taylor Swift donated a hundred thousand dollars to the shooting victims family in the Kansas city incident. Good job, Taylor. That's a wonderful thing. We arrested two. the headline here says two juveniles. I'll alter the headline. We arrested two idiots today in connection to that shooting out in the Kansas city parade. So hopefully we get some justice there and hopefully we could stop having crap like this happen in the future. Best of luck to all of our boys' basketball teams tonight. We've got some teams playing some big games. Soccer. Soccer as well. Uh, they're just kicking off over at Vanderbilt tomorrow during the Sports Corner. Terrebonne will be playing. Central Lafouche tonight, boys' basketball. Huge game with HL Bourgeois. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they're at the mercy of the state. Uh, we've got a lot of teams playing for seeding tonight. We'll tell you about all of that stuff tomorrow during the Sports Corner. So we wrap up our week today. Again, thanks to Matt Adams for his investment in what we're doing, uh, sponsoring our, our show with uh, several of his businesses. And um, can't wait to keep this train rolling. we got a big week planned next week. we got boys and girls basketball playoffs to start a baseball, to start a softball. We're going to be going in every different direction, but we absolutely cannot wait to see what's ahead. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will be at South Lafouche tonight as the Tarpons take on Vanderbilt. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.